In our parsha, we have a pasuk. The pasuk says, "Ki ish ishu If a person takes a woman and he marries her, he has marital relations with her. The pasuk then goes on and describes what happens if he divorces her and she marries someone else, etc. And from this pasuk, we actually learn out the halachos of how a woman can be acquired by her husband. That is one of three ways, as the Gemara explains: kesef, star, or be a money, a document, or marital relations. How do we learn it out from this pasuk? So kasef we learn out in the words ki yikach ish isha, yikach is implying like an acquisition through money. And the fact that she could be married just through marital relations, she, be, she can become his, is from the word of Allah, that he had marital relations with her. And the fact that, it's, that it could also be done through a document is because the Pasuk is putting together near each other marriage and divorce. And just like divorce is done through a document, marriage could also happen through a document. Now the minute Yisrael is, we marry through money, or through Shavakasa or something for the value of money. And since, as we know in Torah, everything is very, very precise and accurate, we'll, we'll actually see that there's something about Kiddushay Kesef that really expresses the whole idea of Kiddushin. Now the truth of the matter is, there's another limud, another way how the Gemara learns out that a woman could be acquired through money, and this is from the din of what's known as an Amoy Evriya Jewish maidservant. The Pasuk says, the Yatzachinom Ein Kasef, she goes out free at the end of her slavery, and there's no money being coming now to the master who owned her. Says the Gemara, this master, when she's leaving him, doesn't get money. But there's a different situation of a master that does get money when she leaves. And what's that referring to? If the father of a young girl is marrying off his daughter, so he gets money for the Kiddushin, from which we see that Kiddushin can also happen through money. The Rebbe says there's actually going to be a difference from which one of these two psukim we learn out the din of Kiddushi Kasef. Of, of, of acquiring a woman, of marrying the woman through money. Whether we learn it from the Pasuk in our Pasuk, or we're learning it from the Pasuk by the Amo Kosov. In order to understand this, the Rebbe first introduces what's known as a Hakira, a question of the Ragachover, where he questions how Kiddushay Kesef works. Is it the fact that this woman first acquires the money, and as a result of acquiring the money, she now becomes Mekudesh, she's now considered married? Or is it the other way? She's becoming Mekudesh, she's becoming married, and as a result of that, she now gets to keep the money, the money belongs to her. Now there's proofs to go either way. On the one hand, the Gemara tells us, that if a woman, if a man threw the money of Kiddushin, the Rishonim explained that it's even regarding money, if the money was thrown to her, towards her, it didn't actually reach her, only came close to her. She's considered Mikudeshes. Now the question would be, if she'd never acquired the money, how did she become Mikudeshes? She's outside, the money is only near her, how did she become married? Which goes to tell us that it's not about the money. She first becomes Mikudeshes, she's getting to own the money as a result of her Kiddushin. On the other hand, we have a Gemara which speaks about the idea that usually we can retract, we can regret things that we said if it's within Toich Dibur, within a couple of seconds. The Gemara says in regards to Kiddushin, this does not work. You can't take back the Kiddushin. The Rashbam explains that what case is the Gemara speaking about, that the, the man says to the woman that the money I have just given to you, keep it rather as a gift instead of the Kiddushin, which was the initial thing that he was going to give it for. So now let's see how this is going to prove to us from this Gemara that it's actually about acquiring the money first and then comes the Kiddushin. Says the Rebbe, if we're going to say that the Kiddushin came first, then we could have explained the Gemara very, very simply. 
Not like the way the Rashbam explains it. We could have just explained the Gemara simply that this man is regretting everything. He's regretting the Kiddushin. As a result of regretting the Kiddushin, automatically the money is also going to go back to him. And the Gemara then would be saying, no, you cannot regret Kiddushin. If you can't regret the Kiddushin, so therefore the Kiddushin are not nullified. And obviously then the money would, she would also keep the money. The reason the Rashbam is explaining that what he's regretting is only the Kiddushin and not the money is because, because the money actually comes first. And therefore, if this person would regret giving the money, in other words, he's not saying that it's a gift, of course he would be able to do that. And therefore, that's why Rashbam is explaining this man is not regretting giving the money. He's allowing her to keep the money. He's only regretting the Kiddushin, which comes to teach us that yes, the money came first. And the money he never regretted. And therefore, the whole question is now whether he can regret the Kiddushin. Now, let's connect it to the two psukim from where we learned that Kiddushin Kesef. Says the Rebbe in the Pasuk, the main emphasis is about what the husband has done. It's not about if anyone acquired the money. It's most more important about what he is doing, what he is giving. And therefore, what that sounds more like is that the first thing that's happened is Kiddushin. Eventually, the money also becomes hers. On the other hand, in the passing that's emphasizing the idea that in, in the case of Omar Evriya, this master is not getting money, but in the case of Kiddushin, someone is going to be getting money, that makes it more sound like the whole focus is I'm going to get the money first, and as a result of getting the money, that's how she's going to be acquired, which tells us that from this passing we see that first it's about the money, and then comes the Kiddushin. The Rebbe now moves on to explain what this all represents and how it all comes from the Primi Yisrael al Pichsidus. Says the Rebbe, we know the idea that the Isha that's being acquired to her husband is also referring to the Kiddushin between the Yidin being married to Hashem. Now generally in Kiddushin there's two things happening at once. On the one hand she's becoming acquired and becoming her husband's going to have be connected to her husband. On the other hand, as the Gemara says, now she became usur, she became forbidden to the rest of the world. And the same thing is true in regards to the Kiddushan of Hashem and B'nai Yisrael. There's the aspect that we're becoming one and connected with Hashem, and together with that, we're also becoming separated from the rest of the world, from all the Taivis, from the Gashmis, etc., etc. Now we can also understand why the Minig Yisrael is specifically, do we use actually Kesef? for this concept of Kiddushin, because Chassidus explains that Kesef is the word Nichsoif Nichsafti, which means a yearning, a longing, a desire, it's an avoid of Ahava, which connects us to Hashem, which is the main avoid that connects us to Hashem, the avoid of Ahava, that's really what Kesef represents. Now let's look at what we were discussing, of which one of these two things come first. Is it about the Kesef, the Ahava coming first? Or is it about the Kiddushin, if that's coming first, in avoid of Hashem? What does that mean? Kesef, as we just said, the money would represent the Ava, the connection to Hashem. Kiddushin, again, Chassidus explains to us that the word Kiddusha is from the word of Hafrosh of Avdallah, separation. That represents the idea of being separated from the worldly matters. So the question here becomes, which one is first? Is first coming the love to Hashem, and as a result of that, coming the separation of the world? This is a Seder that we will call or is it the other way around? We separate from the world first, and as a result of that, that's Kiddushin first, as a result of that we come to Havas Hashem, which is more of a Seder, which we'll call Milmato And the Rebbe says these two types of Sidorim, these two types of ways, are really very, very different approaches. One is an Avoid that we call the Avoid Shalpitam Vedas, the regular orderly 
Seder Avoida is usually, we'll say, you cannot reach Avas Hashem unless you first separate from the Taivas of the world. We know the concept of Sur Meirah Vasei Toiv. The other Avoida, which is the one we call Avoida Sholemailem Vitamadas, that despite the person's own situation, nevertheless he's dedicating himself, devoting himself to Hashem with such tremendous Kabbalah soil, higher than Seichel completely, and automatically as a result of that he gets rid of the Taivas of the world as well. Says the Rebbe, now we could very much connect it again with the two Limudim from where we learn it out in the Psukim. If we speak about the Pasuk of Ki Yikach Ish Isha, which we said is the Pasuk that's in our Pasha, the Pasha that discusses Kiddushin, in other words, speaking about the more regular way how a marriage happens, here we're going to say, from this Pasuk we said it's Kiddushin is coming first, before the money, which means you first separate yourself from the world, because that's the regular Seder Avoida, that comes before the Av. On the other hand, from the Pasuk of the Amo Evriya, we said that more implies that the money is coming first. Kesef, we said, is Av. In other words, in that Pasuk is more implying that the Avas Hashem comes first, because which Avoida is this? This is the one we said that's more of Mulmailo Lamato, an Avoida that's more associated with going completely higher than Seichel. That's the Avoida of an Evid, of the Amo Evriya. Connecting to Hashem in a way that's beyond reason and logic, where you go straight to the top, connecting with a tremendous Ava, and as a result of that, you already get rid of all the negativity. The Rebbe concludes and says that really, more specifically, it's not only the avoid of the Eved Ivri, but more specifically, we're saying it's told in the, in the parish of the Omoh Ivriya. According to Chassidus, Omoh Ivriya is a much deeper level even than the Eved Ivri. The Omoh Ivriya is referring to a person, just like the Omoh Ivriya simply, is the one that takes the food that was brought in, the grain that was brought in from outside, and now she transforms it into a, a delicacy. It's referring to a person that really transformed his Midois, so the Amo Evriya is already someone on a very, very high level. And therefore we can understand that the Amo Evriya is reaching straight for the top. That's why it's mainly hinted by the Amo Evriya that this is a Mulmailo Lamato type of approach. But nevertheless, says the Rebbe, because every Yid really includes all of the levels, so every Yid could also, is given the Koychus, to come to this type of Avoida, of devoting oneself completely, completely telekus, And as a result of that, becoming rid of all the tithes of the world and transforming himself completely. And as a result of this, Yidin are acquired to the husband, to Hashem, in the ultimate Yichud, in the marriage, which is going to be Bekarev Mamish, Bebiyas Mashiach Tzitkeinu.